Welcome to another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live, your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution and breaking news, culture, matic warfare. We will be your guide through the separation of money and state. And make no mistake, that's exactly what we are living through nowadays. Elizabeth Warren, the anti-Bitcoin senator, she she's really like holding the flag. Like she is representing the, we always say this, right? The, the, it's not left versus right. It's not, it's not red versus blue. It's green versus orange. She is the the figurehead of the Green Party, the Fiat Party, the party that wants to force you, the individual, to use a money that steals from you. So we're going to talk about a little bit some of, about some of her talking points that she brought up uh, recently, basically saying that Bitcoin mining is making uh, your energy bill more expensive, your electricity bill more expensive. We're going to go through that, you know, we're going to go through that. We're going to see if that's true. Then we're also going to focus on a pretty big uh, committee today being held, uh, specifically the House Financial Services Committee, which is now GOP controlled, is basically interviewing Gary Gensler. We have a clip from that, and we're also going to read you the letter, which kind of summarizes the things and topics that are being uh, talked about and talked about. So there, there's some live clips that have been dropping on Twitter. Unfortunately, that's during the show, but we're going to try to cover it all. Also, during the culture segment, we uh, brought some awesome guests on today from Bitcoin Bay Live. They throw, which is very important, right? This is a separation of money and state. We have to be winning the hearts and minds of individuals. That's what it's all about. That's exactly what these gentlemen do. So they're part of Bitcoin Bay Live and they do Bitcoin educational events. So very excited to talk about that during the culture segment. But before we start the show, I want to bring up my legendary co-host, Always Optimistic. How's the optimism level today, Opti? One through 10. <laughs> uh, we're going to go with 21. 21. Whoa. I feel whoa, good. Whoa. Opti. I feel good. I told you this morning, I, I, I slept in an extra hour the past two days, so I am well rested right now. I am ready to get on the mission and spread the orange signal with you guys. So, hey, man. Uh, awesome, awesome day. And... I was sitting there. I, I'm not going to lie. It was the most boring thing I've probably been a part of this morning, listening to this Gary Gensler hearing. But hey, <laughs> I did it for you guys. <laughs> oh, it, man, it was did brutal. You, did you do it for the culture again? I bro? did it for the culture, bro. It was rough. I'm Opti, not going to lie. Opti takes it for the team all Dude, the time. All the time. All it's the not time. Just, it, it's not. No, it's not just with Chrissy. I, I watched the GOP hearing for you guys as well. <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right, everybody. Before we start the show, Opti's losing it. Uh, I want to bring up our awesome our awesome guests. Uh, we have we have Wesley. How are you doing, Wesley? Doing well. How are you guys? Happy to have you on the show. And, of course, Fabio. Fabio, how are you doing, buddy? Doing good. How are you? Good, man. Happy to have you on the show. All right, everybody, let's start the show. Let's make no more delay. Let's do this. Let's jump right into the numbers. Let's do it. The Bitcoin numbers brought to you by Noddle. At this point, you should be running your own Bitcoin node. If you don't use your own Bitcoin node, you're trusting someone else's. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Whirlpool and Dojo, all from the comfort of your own home. And if you're a digital nomad, you have absolutely no excuse because now you can run a Noddle through a virtual private server. Visit noddle.eu today. 
All right, everybody, I also want to tell you about the biggest Bitcoin conference on the face of the earth, Bitcoin 2023. It is literally coming up in less than a month. Get your tickets quickly before the prices go up. Miami Beach, Florida, May 18th through the 20th, 2023. You definitely don't want to miss the biggest Bitcoin celebration on earth, Bitcoin 2023, coming up in less than a month. Let's go through some of the speaker list. We have Arthur Hayes. Michael Lewis, author of The Big Short Moneyball. We have the Chad Michael Saylor. We have Jack Mahler's Adam Back, Stacey Herbert, and many, many more. I see Beauty on on there, BTC Sessions, Greg Foss, Caitlin Long, CK. There's many, many other Bitcoiners. Opti and I are going to be holding it down on the analyst desk. Let's check out some of the panels that are going to be hosted because they, they look absolutely lit. I love the name of this one. It's called Bitcoin Energy Systems and the State. It's going to be with Lynn Alden and Natalie Smolensky. We had her recently. We've had we've had them both on Simply Bitcoin IRL, but we had recently Natalie Smolensky on Simply Bitcoin IRL. And holy cow, is she so incredibly smart and articulate? I mean, they both are, but from the political sense, Natalie Smolensky, there's something there. And you know, that was that was a really good experience for me. Super blessed to have her on the show. And then of course we have Arthur Hayes, Michael Lewis. They're doing a panel together. And more importantly, not more importantly, I think it's equally as important, Alex Gladstein, Bitcoin versus the IMF. And we have a panel just called Yo from Jack Maulers, which is very fitting to usually how he approaches things. Anyways, no more delay. At the time of recording, the Bitcoin price is 30,255 sats per dollar, 3,306. Block height, 785,988. Reachable Bitcoin node, 17,096. Blocks to having 54,012. Having estimate April 20th, 2024, total lightning network capacity, 5,456 Bitcoin. Capacity value, 165 million US dollars. Realized monetary inflation, 1.76%. And the total market capitalization of Bitcoin, $585 billion. Anyways, I want to talk about this, um, which is actually something that Simply Bitcoin has called out in the past, right? which is the weaponization of the U.S. dollar is going to force other countries to seek alternatives. And that's exactly what is happening as of late. Now, but what's interesting about this is that now the Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, is pointing this I mean, something that was so incredibly obvious, she's pointing it out and she's realizing it. If a country has the privilege of being the world reserve currency, meaning most countries are using U.S. dollars to transact, could you imagine being so, how do I put this nicely, so naive to think that you can use that privilege, you can weaponize that, that, that weaponize that power for political means and the process, people not choosing to opt out of the US dollar to seek an alternative. Like, it's just like wasting this privilege. And this is a privilege that Americans benefit tremendously because the US has this unique ability, like Europe kind of has it, Switzerland kind of has it as well, but it's specifically the US where they could print this tremendous amount of money and not cause hyperinflation like Argentina and politicians just squandered it because they weaponized it. They used that monopoly, that monopoly on, on money, that privilege, that having this awesome power of global reserve currency, and they weaponized it. They weaponized the money. But anyways, here are the interesting quotes from Janet Yellen herself. Quote, there's a risk when we use financial sanctions that they're linked to the role that are linked to the role of the dollar that over time it could undermine the hegemony of the dollar. Duh. 
Um, but it's just funny that she's saying these comments when you have, you know, press releases from the BRICS nations. You have Russia and China, Russia specifically saying, hey, we're going to use, you know, the yuan as an alternative currency. Anyways, goes on to say, quote, of course, it does create a desire on the part of China, of Russia, of Iran to find an alternative, quote, but the dollar is used as a global currency for reasons that are not easy for other countries to find an alternative with the same properties. That was the case until Bitcoin came along, which leads me to the next thing that I want to talk about. Anyways, quote, um, the robust U.S. capital markets and rule of law are, quote, are essential in a currency that is going to be used globally for transactions, quote, and we haven't seen any other country that has the basic financial infrastructure that would enable its currency to serve the world like this. I mean, that was until Bitcoin, which Bitcoin completely obsoletes you know, these, these, these laws that are politically based, right? Now that you have rules without rulers, right? Now that you have a currency that does not care where you are from, uh, where, what country you happen to be born in, uh, you know, you can use it. That doesn't, Russia could use it. Iran could use it. Venezuelans could use it. So it's like, you know, it's just funny. It's like we weaponize the dollar. Now people are seeking alternatives. Oh, man, this this could be bad. Still, the U.S. dollar is the only one that, you know, it's the only country that is the U.S. dollar is the only currency that is best suited for these international transactions. That was until Bitcoin comes along. And make no mistake, people are noticing. This is a Bitcoin news uh, tweet that led me to di dig a little bit deeper into it. And basically, it was a retweet by Lynn Alden. And Lynn Alden was talking about this person, Carell House. Uh, let's take a look at what she had to say. Uh, this is a Lynn, or I think it's a, a, a Damas tweet by or Noster. Yeah, it's a Noster. It's a, it's a Noster post by Lynn. She said, at a small Princeton event last week, among other panels and speeches, Carell House spoke about censoring Bitcoin. She's the former director of cybersecurity for the White House National Security Council. And prior to that was at FinCEN focusing on cryptocurrencies. And prior to that was in the military. Some of her main points. Energy-related regulation may push some hash rate outside the U.S., whereas she would rather see more of it in the U.S. so that they could force miners to censor the network on the base layer. She also views international cooperation as a necessary component for successful censorship. She also wants stakers to be forced to censor their proof-of-stake networks. And that's the thing. They're already doing that. And that's the, that's the, you know, that's the weakness of proof of stake. We already know that after Ethereum migrated to proof of stake, we, we know that uh, the vast majority of Ethereum validators or stakers are actively already censoring for the Office of Foreign Asset Control. That's a whole different ballgame for proof of work. And, you know, that sucks for this, you know, for this, this, this lady named Carol, because now Russia, which happens to be an opponent of the U.S. politically at the moment, just became the second world, the second largest Bitcoin miner in the world. Right. Which I think highlights the fact of the advantages of the proof of work system. Anyways, it goes on to say it's not just about telling miners not to mine certain transactions, but to not even build the top blocks that have non-compliant transactions so that those transactions don't get anywhere in the chain. So she's basically advocating for a fork, right? A 51% attack. In other words, her main concern is censoring states like North Korea from being able to participate in the network. Now, North Korea is an interesting red herring because North Korea was also the reason the justification that the Treasury used to sanction 
uh, the open source the the open source software tornado cash right which set a precedent they were sanctioning for the first time in American history sanctioning open source software right so you I hope you guys are connecting the dots of which where this is going anyways it goes on to say the event was interesting because there was several very difficult perspectives on one hand there was Roya Mamoub talking about using Bitcoin in Afghanistan followed by Troy Cross Craig Warmick and Natalie Smolensky talking about the importance of Bitcoin from an ethical perspective. On the other hand, there was panels about board apes and speeches about how to censor the networks, right? Very interesting how this all went about. But dude, I mean, look, I think this highlights, this specifically highlights the importance of a proof of work system, of a decentralized system, which makes it incredibly difficult for people like Carol and other members of the administrative state. Some people call it the deep state, right? And their hopes to censor Bitcoin, to make Bitcoin an extension of the current exclusionary financial system that basically picks and choose who's entitled to use money based on the place they happen to be born in, right? So it's just interesting how this is playing out. Make no mistake, you're again, Again, witnessing the separation of money and state you have a front row seat to this you're witnessing it firsthand you're watching it and you're watching the state fight back you know it's like we 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 have to control the money because if we don't co control the, the money you know dangerous terrorism akyc aml criminals all this stuff so i mean look it's just interesting i don't think they'll be able to be successful with doing this to Bitcoin. But this is another reason why I think it's also a danger of having the hash rate located specifically only in one country. And in that one country, specifically in Texas, a huge portion of the global Bitcoin hash rate is located in Texas. We know that Marathon uh, released the, 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 uh, the Mar which controls Maripool, basically released a, a, you know, got major pushback with from the community. And apparently they walked it back if you were to trust them. But they basically released an OFAC compliant Maripool would be censoring transactions for the Office of Foreign Asset Control. But I mean, we all know that doesn't work. Like we, it, it doesn't work. Like unless they censor every single Bitcoin transaction, like unless they get every mining pool to cooperate, which I think is going to be greatly diminished when Stratum V2 also comes out as well. Uh, you know, you're not going to be able to censor a transaction. What you're going to be able to do is you're going to be able to slow certain transactions from being added to the block. Um, but you know, to the blockchain, but I mean, look, what's interesting though, is I think she's aware of that. And her response was basically, Hey, you know, this is why we, we have to stop building on blocks that are, you know, not OFAC compliant, not, you know, sanctioned approved, which, you know, would fork Bitcoin. Right. Which is really interesting. So there would be a, you know, OFAC compliant fork of Bitcoin and then there would be the real Bitcoin. You know, like this is so interesting how this is playing out the game theory. And, you know, we have proof of work in the comments it says good luck sanctioning open source software. Like, you know, this is this is just so interesting. But, you know, this is what the sovereign individual was talking about, about heading into the information age. You, you're watching these old archaic institutions that have been used to have having this monopoly on information, used to having this monopoly on money, and they want to be able to contain, keep those monopolies. And they're just witnessing it just ever so slowly seeping through their hands and they don't know what to do. They don't know how to stop the honey badger, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to try. Anyways, before I pass it on to Opti, I want to get uh, Wesley's point of view. What's your take on all this, man? Specifically someone, uh, in your case, being a Bitcoin educator. 
Yeah, I mean, it's kind of boiled down to, you know, everyone's like, oh, what about this? What about that? I'm just like, come and unplug it. I have three nodes in three different buildings. I have Bitcoin miners in different locations. I'm putting nodes in people's houses. Uh, like, like, like proof of work said, you know, like good luck censoring open source software. People uh, don't see this kind of these storm clouds brewing still somehow. You know, we all do. We're in this echo chamber together. But uh, when you talk to normal people and, you know, they, they don't even understand, you know, like, oh, wait, how do I get a Bitcoin? I'm like, well, you download an app on your phone like everything else it's okay you know so like it, it's it gets complicated for us because you know we like to you know keep going and going and going in the rabbit hole um but these simple these simple tools that i, that I keep coming out it, it's the, the genie is out of the bottle you know i mean they're gonna have to literally come to every single person's house i mean the best thing they could do is probably remove stuff from the app store but even then we have apks you know um there's really not much for them to do. Uh, you know, people are worried about the regulatory uh, uncertainty because uh, I do. Uh, one of the things I get every now and then is, what if they make it illegal? And I'm like, I've watched you smoke weed for the past five years. You know, like, <laughs> uh, I, I, it seems like you don't really care if uh, things are illegal. Um, you know, so it, it's just uh, the the friction of using Bitcoin is decreasing and the friction of using the current system is increasing. And there's going to be like that point where it gets close enough that that spark or activation is required to make that leap is going to come. And I think that's when we see kind of the next wave. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And one of the things that I tweeted, you know, before we started the show is the, the next cycle, right? The, you know, the fiat propagandists, right? I love how uh, Opti calls the Financial Times the fiat times. They're going to have a hard time covering and, you know, spinning the narrative because both Naim Bukele on the nation state level and Michael Saylor on the public company level are going to be both vindic vindicated at that point. And it's basically going to be impossible to say that Bitcoin is not a viable alternative to fiat currencies. It, it's going to be so incredibly obvious for everybody. And I suspect other nation states and other public companies are going to follow suit and at least attempt to put Bitcoin on their balance sheet. Anyways, Fabio, what's your take on this? And then we'll move on to Opti. Um, I mean, I think it's a, an interesting angle that you know they're taking right because we've seen china that just outright banned it and obviously that didn't work uh <laughs> and it just moved to a different country so we've seen exactly what happens when they try to ban it but i think inviting these you know big public miners in to then you know basically have regulatory capture over them is is definitely something that it would shake up bitcoin for the short term but we all know long term that um, you know, it, it transactions will go through miners will will leave the network, but it would certainly put the public miners in a tough spot there um, where they would have to start looking at alternatives on, on moving their operations to states that, you know, don't force this type of regulatory um, sanctions on it or, you know, other countries altogether. Um, so I definitely think it's uh, it's an interesting angle that that they're definitely going to try. Right. Usually those uh, politicians in charge, they like to announce what they're trying to do, you know, several years in advance or even in months in advance. Um, so this is coming down the pipeline, but it's something that you had mentioned with Stratum V2 and, and miners um, elsewhere. Right. It, if they if these public miners decide to unplug you know, it's not a big deal, right? Difficulty two weeks later, just, you know, ratchets down and we keep it moving. 
TikTok yeah, next block. Exactly, 100%. That's exactly what happened with, with China, right? Those those miners relocated elsewhere. Anyways, Opti, we got two, three minutes in the segment. You want to chime in, brother? Yeah, yeah, I'll jump in quickly. What do we say all the time here on the show? You know, sanctions don't work. They just hurt people. And uh, this is just the powers that be scrambling for control. And obviously, as Bitcoiners, we know that Bitcoin just routes around everything. So on the one hand, what do we always say again? Like, you can't ban Bitcoin. You can only ban yourself from Bitcoin. But on a different note, I think it is very interesting. And this proves something that we've been saying on the show for a bit. And Nico summed it up in a perfect meme. It's like, do not underestimate your enemy. Obviously, government officials are not stupid and they are actively seeking ways to control Bitcoin. And I think this is just something that we all have to at least keep in mind. I know as Bitcoiners, we say Bitcoin will win. Bitcoin routes around everyone. But I think it's naive of us Bitcoiners to just think that government officials are stupid and they aren't actively trying to figure out how to contain Bitcoin or, you know, put the put the cat back into the bag. But, hey, we've seen this play out before in the past. You know, China tried to ban Bitcoin, didn't work. So I I would I, I say it all the time. I'd love to see a politician or a government try to ban Bitcoin because not only will it show us exactly what their intentions are, but it'll just kind of put a fire under all the Bitcoiners asses and we will mobilize and just continue to, to win. So, hey, uh, what do we say? We are in the then they fight you stage. So I think it'd be naive for everyone to just kind of stick their head in the sand and be like, oh, they're stupid. They need to learn better. Uh, no, I am pretty sure there's some smart people that are trying to figure out ways to control this. Obviously, they're going to have a hard time doing that. But, hey, it's something we got to be aware of. 100 percent. All right, everybody, let's get to the news. Let's do this. The Daily News. The Daily News is brought to you by Blockstream Jade, built by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. It's an open source hardware wallet for the cold storage of Bitcoin. Check out the brand new limited edition color, the transparent green jade. Blockstream Jade houses a full color camera, allowing for fully air gap Bitcoin transactions, scan and display QR codes directly on the device, assign transactions and verify addresses with ease. Use your Blockstream Jade with your favorite wallet software, such as Blockstream Green, Blue Wallet, Electrum, Sparrow. Get yourself a Blockstream Jade today and take self-custody of your Bitcoin. All right, everybody. I also want to give a shout out to our new sponsor, Orange Pill App. If you guys ever wondered if you moved to a city and you don't know other Bitcoiners, like you don't know other Bitcoiners in town, the Orange Pill App is for you. It helps you connect with other Bitcoiners locally. So if you're, you know, if you move to a new city like Nashville, like Austin, like Miami, and you don't know anybody there, you log into the Orange Pill app and it will show any any Bitcoiners in your area. It's also the number one resource for Bitcoin only events. Create a Bitcoin only event as well. Find a Bitcoin only event near you and search it by location and date. If you're going to Miami, I'm sure your day will be full of amazing speakers and talks, but what are you doing at night? There's nothing worse than being in a city full of plebs, but you're in a hotel room watching TV. And the Orange Pill app is just for you, and it'll help solve that problem specifically. Anyways, moving on to what I wanted to talk about today, which is the financial, uh, the House Financial Services Committee led by Chairman Patrick McHenry, sent a letter to the Securities Exchange Commissioner Gary, uh, Chair Gary Genzer. He's actually testifying right now in front of the committee, and a lot of Bitcoiners are pulling uh, clips. But what's really interesting, and the one that I want to play you guys before I read you the letter, is where they asked him blatantly, they said, hey, 
uh, Mr. Genzer or Chairman Genzer, why, what, uh, what, uh, you know, what, what shit coins or securities and what, you know, what is Bitcoin? Because you've gone out publicly to say only Bitcoin is a security. Could you admit that Ethereum is security and take a look at his response, but not only take a look at his response, take a look at his antics, his body language and how uncomfortable this question made him feel. Anyways, let's check out the clip and then we'll read the letter below. I'm asking you, sitting in your chair now to make an assessment under the laws as exist, is Ether a commodity or a security? Without speaking to anyone. I know you've okay. repeatedly said that you're not going to speak to one, except you've spoken to one. Bitcoin. Yeah. So just interesting how that works. Right. Um, anyways, uh, so let's get let's kind of read this letter and it kind of explains like what the reasoning was behind this committee. Um, and also shout out to, you know, that uh, representative with that question and just basically catching Gary Genser dead to rights. And he said, anyways, it says we write regarding the SEC's approach to the digital asset ecosystem under your tenure. To date, the SEC has forced digital asset market participants into regulatory frameworks that are neither compatible with the underlying technology nor applicable because the firm's activities do not involve an offering of securities. Both approaches hamper the digital assets ecosystem ability to realize the unique benefits the new technologies offers, which harms consumers, investors and the economy as a whole. Quote, as chair, you have acknowledged that digital asset trading platforms do not perfectly fit under existing laws and regulations. You have been outspoken in your push for digital asset trading platforms to come in and register under the National Securities Exchange Framework. Yet at the same time, you have failed to provide a path that allows digital asset trading platforms to register. As you know, many digital assets are developed for the purpose of being used within a developer developing system and are capable of being used in non-securities transactions and are meant to be consumed and used in the protocol for which it is designed. Existing uh, regulations under the NSE framework do not, not uh, contemplate those features. Quote, given an N NSE can only list securities that have been offered in compliance with the securities law, the inability to register make the current NSC framework ill-suited for digital asset trading platforms. Moreover, the lack of clarity provided by the SEC as to what digital assets are considered securities also limits what an NSC can list. It is not clear whether NSC could list non-security assets, even if such assets were otherwise in compliance with the law. Without clear rules of the road, your push for firms to come in and register is a will misrepresentation of the SEC's non-existent registration process. The only entity to blame for the lack of registrants is the SEC itself. The SEC could take this opportunity to work with Congress to ensure innovators and investors have the regulatory clarity and protections that they deserve. Quote, we look forward to our uh, we look forward to continue our discussion on these critical issues. And now there's a couple things like put the SEC aside. Right. Why hasn't a uh, Bitcoin ETF or a spot ETF been approved? That's a very good question. Um, and it's interesting because the actions of the SEC are also kind of co-aligned with the uh, with the uh, 
with the strategy from the Biden administration to kind of hamper down the industry, to slow down the industry, to slow, to isolate the industry from the traditional financial system. So is that an incentive behind the SEC's recent moves? We know that they, for example, they uh, uh, approved futures. We know that futures have been used to manipulate the gold market for decades now, for years, right? And it's curious that they've approved futures, but they haven't approved a spot Bitcoin ETF. So it's just interesting. Are they, you know, playing, are they working in conjunction with the administration to try to slow down the adoption of Bitcoin? What's going on here? And then in regards to the clear regulations, right, the clear uh, strategies here, that has had real, that has real, that has had real life consequences. It has forced a lot of shitcoin exchanges overseas. It has caused uncertainty in a lot. And for example, uh, the Paxful CEO resigned today. One of the reasons was that he was spending a huge portion of his company's uh, cash flow on just regulatory compliance, uh, just regular regulatory compliance alone. Right. So, you know, it's clear, it's clear, it's not, you know, you know, clean cut what is going on here, what the regulations are. And my suspicion, the reason as to why that is, is it benefits them for it being uh, opaque. Right. It forces countries to go overseas. It just came out today that Brian Armstrong, CEO of Coinbase, was saying, hey, if the regulatory, you know, situation continues to go down here in the U.S., we're just going to abandon the U.S. altogether and relocate overseas. Bittrex made that announcement recently as well, right? As Bitcoiners, obviously, we're not fans of these shitcoin casinos, right? But, you know, after they get rid of the shitcoin casinos, what do you think they're going to do after? They're going to go and focus on Bitcoin companies, right? The Biden administration uh, made it very, very clear that their vision for what the future of money and payments is, is uh, stable coins, uh, payment platforms, and central bank digital currencies. They do not mention Bitcoin in those reports whatsoever and in the in the um, and in the uh, presidential economic quarterly report they dedicated 20 entire pages to basically saying making the case as to why central bank digital currencies are necessary why a state is necessary for a currency and as to why uh, you know something like Bitcoin will never be seen as a currency right so I wonder if that has played if that has influenced a lot of Gary Gensler's decisions uh, truthfully honestly with the wording of how he has described Bitcoin in a lot of his articles and how he said that Bitcoin is different from the rest. Um, I truly believe that Gary Genzer might be a closeted Bitcoiner. Uh, but, you know, I think that it, talk is cheap. Actions are what would actually cost something. And his actions, you know, I would say they've they he hasn't really you couldn't make the argument that he has made good decisions. Right. So let's see what the uh, you know, what the fallout of this committee is, uh, you know, what what happens, what goes from here, what happens from here. But it's just interesting to see how this has played how, how this has played out so far. And the thing that just gets stuck in my mind is, you know, he does say that Bitcoin is not security. Everything else is security. But when they ask him point blank on camera, he doesn't have the nerve to answer that question. He starts shaking a little bit. Like you could tell like he was, uh, you know, he was caught flat footed there. Right. Which I think is really, really, really interesting. Anyways, um, before I pass it on to our guests, Opti, I'm going to start with you first. What's your take on this, brother? What's going on here? 
Yeah, well, uh, I, I'm glad you brought it up for the audio listeners. Gensler was literally shaking trying to answer that question, but he did later say, not in that in that uh, you know back and forth that we showed in the video. He did later say that if there's a group of entrepreneurs in the middle that the public relies on to profit off of, uh, it's a security. So he wouldn't answer directly that ETH was a security, but he basically answered it behind the scenes. You know, like we, uh, what have I been saying for a minute? Like I would not want to be holding a shitcoin right now, and obviously we're not a fan of the government regulations and regulatory crackdowns, and we want to see Bitcoin win on a free market. But this is something that us Bitcoiners have been saying for for a decade now, that this is why Bitcoin is superior, because it doesn't have a small group of people that basically pump the price up that you can – crack down on and if your shitcoin isn't decentralized then why are you holding it long term you're you're playing in the shitcoin casino you're playing stupid games and you will win stupid prizes and i mean like we've been covering this on the show about eth for a while uh i'm glad that at least we have people asking the hard questions where it matters but hey you know uh, as Bitcoiners, it, like it is what it is, and we'll see what Gensler does in the future. I mean, I think Nico, you kind of laid it out very, very good. Uh, Gensler knows what's going on over here. He did a class on uh, blockchain at MIT, so like he's not stupid. I think I think it's it's something on the lines of you know uh, delay and obstruct so that he can make some fees and and you know as long as there is no clarity on what regulation and what's a shitcoin and what's not then they can make some money on the back end. And I mean, hey, this is my tinfoil hat moment, but it does seem like Gary Gensler might be bought and paid for by big banks and, and uh, you know, lobbies and, and those things because if he is a closet Bitcoiner, he's not coming out outright and saying that Bitcoin, there's Bitcoin and there's shitcoin, which I think all of us know very clearly that there's a fundamental difference between Bitcoin and everything else. But again, you know, we're, we're uh, free market maxis here. We, we don't really want to cheer on government regulations. But hey, Bitcoiners have been warning about this for a long time. There's Bitcoin and there's shitcoins. And this is why we tell you guys consistently to hold Bitcoin because there's a fundamental difference. Yeah, 100 percent. All right. I'm going to ask our guest, what's your take on what's going on, guys? I'll start. Um, I mean, I think you guys both just said it right with uh, whether they're it's being funded by big banks or that Gary knows exactly what he's doing. Right. They, they've got to delay this process as long as possible because their ultimate goal, right, is this CBC, CBDC cut coin that they plan to launch in the near future. And right now they're, they're not idiots. They see that Bitcoin is a, a beach ball being held underwater and they're trying to hold it underwater as long as possible. Because if, if Ginsler were to come out, you know, in right in that interview and say, Oh yeah, they're all shit coins and Bitcoin's Bitcoin and one's a commodity and the rest of them are securities. I mean, we would see Bitcoin start to moon overnight and that's a problem for them because like, uh, uh, Christine Lagarde said, it, you know, last year, you know, we got to close off the escape hatch, right? <laughs> they don't want us owning Bitcoin. They want us to be, you know, trapped in their uh, financial system. So I, I think what they're doing here is just trying to dodge and deflect and, and delay these decisions as long as they can. But ultimately, um, it's going to end up hurting their pockets too, because I mean, the, the banks, they want in on this, right? I mean, people want Bitcoin, they want to hold Bitcoin, but Banks are going to do everything they can to try to, you know, feed off their their fee system. Um, but unfortunately, you know, I, I think Gary's going to keep delaying this this response until it ultimately ends up being somebody else's decision, even though it probably should be his. Yeah, one hundred percent. 
Pack your bags, boys and girls. We're going to the moon soon. We're going to the moon. We're going to the moon. All right. Has has anyone? Wesley, Wesley needs to jump in. There we go. Yeah. Hey. Um, yeah. You know. I mean, just like we talked about, like the middleman's entrepreneur is making money in the middle. I mean, that, that's the big thing I've been using to explain uh, to like normal people about why is this different uh, than other cryptos. And you know, basically, you can talk about any any. We're trying to. I mean, like crypto and Bitcoin and all the stuff was a direct attack on the global financial system. You know, it's, it's in the headline of the first of the Genesis block. Um, and we've seen over the past, you know, decades, what happens to countries that try to stop using the dollar. Uh, so like if there's a head to get chopped off, like a company or, you know, something like that, it's going to get chopped off. And there's not one for Bitcoin. People are like, Oh, well, who, who controls Bitcoin? Who made it? And like the, the it's good that we don't know. It's good that they they can't be you know they can't you know be indicted and tossed in jail for writing an open source project like the tornado cash guy. Uh, you know, ETH hate aside, a privacy you know tool that was open sourced got this guy thrown in jail, and I don't think he's really still been charged. Um, you know, I mean, like the, we are definitely in the end, and they fight us stage. Uh, you know, like like you know what he said earlier, and. You know, we have to we can't be resting on our laurels you know like the hodl mentality has kind of got to go uh for the past four or five years yes that's the thing that because we're going up and down boys and girls you know so just hang on but now it's time we actually have to start deploying you know our capital some people have lost a lot of money um and you know in the past year because if you bought at six thousand you know it's tough but for those of us who have been in here for a couple of years we're probably sitting on some pretty good gains you need, we need to start deploying those. We need to start financing the things that we want. We need to start going to businesses and giving them Bitcoin. We need to play, be planting these seeds. HODL has got to go. It, it, it isn't going to get us through this. It's not, if you can huddle our way, if you have your DCA five second strike and then Gary Gensler is seeing it, you know, like, oh, this dude's got a Bitcoin and a half. Where is it, bud? It's all in one address because you didn't do any privacy stuff with it. I know you have it. You know, we're hitting 60, we're hitting the you know, executive order 6102 type stuff. You know, where they're going to start seizing, you know, uh, private Bitcoin holdings. I mean, they did it with gold in the 30s. Why wouldn't they do it again? Yeah, exactly. And I really do believe in, you know, I think it's been talked about a lot, right? Which is this idea that, you know, uh, that they might try to pull a 6102. And and, I, and not might, they, they, they might, you know, they, especially if they're in a pickle. Like, you know, the, the, it was the Great Depression that basically caused so many, so much people so much pain that basically enough of the population was just kind of like just enduring it so much that they were just like, you know what, fine, you know, so be it, right? But now the, the difference, though, between Bitcoin, though, is that when you take Bitcoin into self-custody, it's a lot easier, it's a lot harder to seize. Right. And that's the reality. But the, all the other reality is that a lot of people are still outsourcing that personal responsibility, the storage of their wealth to custodians, to exchanges, to brokers. Right. So you got to take Bitcoin into self-custody. I think that if enough people do that, specifically in the U.S., that has a strong Second Amendment. Right. It's going to be very difficult for the men in suits to go door to door and say, hey, give me your give me your uh, give me your Bitcoin. I think they were able to do that successfully with gold because gold is it, like, you know, the reality of gold is that it's extremely hard to, you know, it's extremely hard to store large amounts because of its physical properties. It's extremely heavy. 
It's hard to transport because of that, right? So they outsourced a lot of that to banks, to you know, to these large vaults of which the the government was was able to seize very, very easily, very, very successfully, you know. So I think with Bitcoin, it's a little bit different because self custody is a lot easier. But if you are going to take self custody of your Bitcoin, you got to take self custody of it properly. You can't write down your 12 word seed phrase that, you know, basically has access, gives you access to your generational worth or your 24 word seed phrase. You can't write it down on paper. You got to write it down on steel. You got to put it on steel and there's no better place to do it than the BitPlates Domino. They're designed to preserve back Bitcoin wallet backup seed words and passphrases made from highly corrosion resistant 316 marine grade stainless steel, offering the ultimate protection against extremes of temperatures. Store your generational wealth on steel. And you can take, you can get 10% off any BitPlates products using the promo code simply. Visit bitplates.com today. Anyways, everybody, let's get to the culture. We have a lot to talk about. The Daily Culture. Brought to you by swanbitcoin.com. Swan is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases, serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million. We love Swan because they incentivize self-custody and dollar cost averaging. What are you waiting for? Visit swanbitcoin.com today. All right, guys, I also want to tell you about Swan's new offer. There you go. Thanks, Opti. Bitcoin is generational wealth, and you can secure your bright orange future with the Swan IRA. Real Bitcoin, no taxes. Swan offers both traditional and Roth options to best fit your needs. Create your IRA and start adding Bitcoin in less than one minute. Transfers and rollovers are available. Swan's Bitcoin experts will get you set up with no transfer fees and no minimum balance requirements. This is real Bitcoin, non ETF or other derivative. Get the real thing and get it at Swan. Go to swan.com slash IRA for more details. And of course, if you have any doubts, concerns, Questions, you could always send me a Twitter DM and I'll be happy to put you in a private chat with someone at Swan that will be that will be able to answer any questions you might have on the Swan IRA. Anyways, Opti, it's all yours. What are you going to talk about today, brother? Well, we're going to talk about our boys project here. So you guys are uh, Bitcoiners down in Tampa and you guys show me this website, BitcoinBay.live. So what is your guys' uh, project? What is Bitcoin Bay? What are you guys trying to do? What are your goals down there in Florida? Anyone, whoever wants to take it. I'll let Wes start. All right. Yeah. Um, well, I, I also see I kind of uh, upset a little bit of the comment section. Tells me about the huddle. Replace your <laughs> coin, plebs. Just spin and replace. Um but uh, you know, our, our our goal here is education. Um, you know, so we're starting that with our business workshop uh, this this Sunday. Um, you know, we're tr we're creating a um, business network that we can you know have a trusted network of people where we can spend our Bitcoin, and we make sure they're not just going to sell it for dollars immediately. You know, because if you're just going to flip my flip my coin for cash, I'll just hand you my cash. Like I'll save you the step. Um, but, you know, we're really trying to build that circular economy here and it all comes down to education, you know, so this is our first, this is our first big step. Um, you know, we, we started with, you know, some just basic guides, you know, as you can see on the screen, it was because uh, I was in a group of people and FTX was going down. So I was just like, hey, like, here's 10 steps to get your coins off of an exchange and onto Sparrow. And I just kept sending it out to people. And people were like, well, you should be getting emails for this. You should be doing that. I'm like, uh, you know, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I'm just, I'm just a Bitcoiner. Um, but after this workshop, we're going to start doing um, boot camps for 
uh, middle school, high school, and colleges and college students. So that way, every year we're getting a new crop of Bitcoiners that just keeps turning out into our community. Um, you know, we've, we've got we've got a lot of plans. You know, I don't know how, how I don't think we have enough time to uh, really get into the master plan here since it's been kind of getting developed over uh, over the past couple of months. Uh, but you know, really just trying to be the one-stop shop for Bitcoin in Tampa. You know, price price rips is coming back. Uh, you know, you know, Vake, you gotta kick out the B cashers because I hear they have a pretty big hold over there in Orlando. Um, but you know, price is gonna rip eventually, and the scammers are gonna come back. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's just the way markets work. Um, so what we're trying to do is situate ourselves, you know, by doing community service events, family events, just ingraining ourselves in our community and being active members in it. That way, you know, when that does happen, like, look, you can come to us. We've been doing this for a year. You can, you know, you can, you're going to have to trust because everyone, everyone makes judgment decisions based on what they read, you know, online. Um, but you come to us and we're going to set you up, um, you know, to actually be set up well for the future and like not get grabbed by the crypto bros or whatever. Um, you know, and we're, right. the business network is probably going to be one of our, our most important, uh, you know, things here. I mean, you can't, you can't have a circular economy if you want businesses that take it. Um, you know, so really just trying to push, uh, the grassroots adoption, um, and you know, the, what we've got going on with Florida and DeSantis is anti CBDC bill. Um, we're kind of getting primed here in Florida, uh, to really, you know, kind of be something great. Uh, you know, we're also trying, we also have some of the best beaches in the world. So maybe we turn to the vacation spot for Bitcoiners, you know, Austin can have the techies and, you know, Nashville can have the culture, but, you know, everyone can spend their coin here. Yeah, Nico brought up Nashville, Austin, and then his third city was Miami. And I, I cringe at the thought of that because yeah. that's the shitcoin capital of the world, right? Like we're trying to build out a, a circular, like what Wes was saying, right? A Bitcoin economy here in Tampa, right? We've got we've got beautiful water. We've got beautiful beaches, beautiful women. I mean, it, it's the best place on earth right now. And I think we need Bitcoiners here. And that's really what we're go- our goal is, right? We're, we're trying to reach out to, we know Bitcoiners live in this area, but Every time they come to our meetup, they're like, oh, I've lived here for a year. It's like, well, okay, thanks for finally coming by. But, you know, that that just tells us that we've got more work to do when it comes to outreach and, you know, ads and, and content and things like that. So um, that's what our first event here on, on Sunday is trying to, you know, build out grassroots movement. And, and you know, to Wes's point, uh, if we, if we want to ultimately be, you know, a vacation spot for Bitcoiners, if you will, um, they're going to want to come down here and, and spend their coin, you know, locally at, at hotels, at bars, at, you know, anything that they need. And then we as a, as a community here that ends up staying, you know, we're not just vacationers. We need dentists and doctors and mechanics and, you know, all these, these integral parts of the community to also accept Bitcoin and, and not just accept it and, and then sell it, but accept it and understand, you know, what it is and how to hold it and how to use it and, and why it's such a powerful tool for for a community here. So um, that's really our movement. But yeah, it starts all with with education, trying to get people, trying to have a, a you know a localized group and uh, a website with guides and and a team around us and you know some supporters that can help you know help people get on their feet when it comes to learning about this stuff because it's not easy. Not easy. How's been the response that you've uh, that you've received? since you, since you started this initiative, like what's, what's, uh, what do the people in Tampa think about Bitcoin? Well, the, uh, the normal people are, are, are normies still, uh, but <laughs> you know, the, the past, uh, you know, we started, we started January last year, you know, price was near all time highs, uh, freaking gas was near all time highs. So everyone was coming, 
Um, price tanked. We lost a lot of people, but we've been really building out a solid group since then. Um, and you know, especially this year, we've really just like taken it, shifted it to second gear. It's the people that have been coming into our meetups, they really know their stuff. Um, and you know, they're active. They're active in the industries. So we've got we've got miners, energy consultants, you know, podcasters. Um, you know, uh, all sorts like people work for Duke Energy. You know, like we've got people that are around and know what they're doing, and are ready to act, um, and are sick of just sitting around and hodling. You know, I, I can see that the chat is still not liking it, but you know, <laughs> Bitcoiner, if you don't spend your Bitcoin, sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, I think the response has been good. I know, I mean, to it, it's been about a year, you know, a little bit over a year since we really started kicking this into into high gear, but. Um, yeah, we're starting to bring in individuals of all different walks of life that are, are ready to act, right? People are, uh, the, these sanctions are going to keep coming down the pipeline and these, you know, Gary Ginsler, uh, security versus commodity, like all that stuff is just going to continue to happen. But let, let's, you know, let's let it happen in the background. Let it be noise. You know, let's, let's actually move our feet and, and build out grassroots movements, not just you know, in Tampa, I'm a little biased. I think it's amazing, but you know, all over the place, you start in, start in any small town or big city that you got and just, uh, outreach and, and find other Bitcoiners that are like-minded because, you know, people are out there and they, they want to, they want to have action, but you know, uh, people are, are human. So sometimes they need to be kind of kicked into gear. Yeah, man. Uh, all right. Another question before Nico jumps in is, is this meetup like, uh, always educational or is it just like hangouts like what's uh what's the vibe here well it's funny you say that because this thursday it's every thursday um every two weeks we do uh what we have bit devs where we dive kind of more into the technical well i guess every two weeks we have more of a, a bit devs or a workshop where we dive into the technical or we help people they can bring their computers they can bring cold cards and we'll help them set it up we'll teach them how to um, you know, whirlpool their coin. We'll teach them how to set up lightning nodes. All you know, it, it's really hands-on experience. And then every Thursday, in between those events, uh, we we just host Bitcoin socials where we just get together at a bar and and talk shop. Uh, but this Thursday uh, randomly falls on 4:20, so we decided to have a little fun, and we're gonna we're gonna be hosting our first lit devs, uh, and we're, we're gonna be talking about you know some of those far out futuristic ideas of of what's possible on a Bitcoin standard and, and kind of getting people's minds, you know, racing and in, in that side of things. So we like to have fun with it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just going to mention one thing. Cause you, you mentioned Miami, bro. I'm Miami local. <laughs> I was raised here. We are slowly taking over Miami with the Swan Good. salon, which we throw monthly and we just open the Miami version of Bitcoin park. Shout out to Adele and Rod for the inspiration. And a buddy of mine, Roz, is really pushing that initiative forward. I'm helping a bit on the social media side. So we are opening the bit the Miami version of Bitcoin Park. It's called the Bitcoin Grove. And uh, we will be throwing events uh, during the Bitcoin conference around the Bitcoin conference in Miami. But I do agree with Fabio. Miami definitely went down the shitcoin path, but we are slowly taking back the city from the shit coiners. But this is what we're talking about, the peaceful revolution, guys. It's a fight on all fronts, right? So in your city, you got to hold it down. Obviously, these two fellas are holding it down in Tampa. Uh, you guys are absolutely fucking crushing it there, you know. So I'm doing a, my my small part in Miami. You know, our boys in Nashville doing their part. Shout out Nick. Shout out Odell. Shout out Rod. 
and uh, you know, Opti's holding it down, and uh, Opti, Opti's AI, Opti. Opti's not real. He's, I'm holding it down in cyberspace. Oh, Opti's holding it down in cyberspace. That's how he's always optimistic every morning because he's a robot. No, I'm just kidding. Anyways, everybody. Or is, he? Uh, or is he? Or is he? Or is he? Anyways, everybody. So check out these two gentlemen and their awesome project. It's called BitcoinBay.live. You could check it out. But no more delay. Let's get to the favorite part of the show, the Bitcoin meme review, which we had to skip out yesterday because the show went a little bit long. But man, was that a really, really dope show. Anyways, everybody, no more to delay. Let's get to the meme review. Let's do it. Kaboom, Rax. The Daily Meme Review. Brought to you by Kaboom Racks. I get this question all the time. Nico, where should I buy Bitcoin miners? The answer is Kaboom Racks. It's the best place to buy Bitcoin miners. That's where you're going to find the best deals and the best prices. Start your mining utopia today. To check out their racks, you got to go to t.me slash Kaboom Racks. Join their Telegram group and start your mining journey today. Kaboom Racks. Kaboom. All right, guys, uh, this is the meme review. You guys were yelling at me yesterday. You guys have been yelling at me in the chat today. I know we went a little long. We had to uh, we had the X the meme review yesterday. Sorry, guys. But hey, when we give you guys the signal, sometimes the meme review falls off. Anyways, as we tell you guys every single day, well, almost every single day, uh, <laughs> tweets are the bullets, memes are the artillery. We are in an information war, guys. So you need to spread the signal. You need to put truth and art, get the calls of actions out there so that people know that there is an option and that they can opt out of the madness and that they should be saving in Bitcoin. Anyways, this first meme, shouts out to at church underscore hodl, and he's a play on the Drake meme, on the hotline bling meme. And he goes, Drake, no. And it's the New York Times. A self-sovereign money that encourages more efficient energy production. Nope, New York Times doesn't like that. But what do they do like? What does New York Times like? Cutting down trees for a newspaper in the year 2023. <laughs> it's all digital. What's going on, New York Times? And they're referencing this Twitter account, the Stop the Press, uh, at New York Times is up. It's been going shout out to Shout out to Walker, bro. Shout out to Walker. Is, for is that he the initiative. one behind that? I think he, I'm pretty sure he was the one oh behind that. Oh, my God. That. They made it on so. Zero Hedge this morning. They're killing it. Yeah. Okay. This next one <laughs> is by at Bitcoin underscore is underscore. And again, we are dunking on the New York Times because Pierre Rochard is just absolutely ratioing everyone on Twitter. And, uh, you know, he, this is a quote tweet on a Pierre tweet, but this is the Spider-Man meme where he goes, it's got Pierre's head on top and he goes, you know, I'm something of a zero carbon expert myself. And it's got Pierre smiling on top of the Spider-Man meme. Anyway, this next one is by BTC Sessions. And again, it's another play on the Superman sweating two buttons meme but instead of this one we got some kind of wojack emperor here that is pressing a button and on the one side it is unicoin and on the other side it is bitcoin the choice is obvious but the wojack emperor obviously is having a hard time figuring out whether they should put you into a cbdc slavery system or give you freedom with bitcoin obviously what do we say it's bitcoin or slavery so the choice is very easy for you guys out there this next meme is by tour demister and he goes crypto takes bitcoin gives crypto dies bitcoin lives Oof. and we got a we got you know the bitcoin zen moment here of someone Oof. meditating Oof. Oof. In, in full zen hodling their coin spreading their bitcoin to people that they know and trust and love their products because 
using your Bitcoin is still love and hodling your Bitcoin is still using. Anyways, the next meme is by <laughs> at Ropium. And we got this meme. I forget what movie this is, um, but it, it's a good movie. And obviously, Rob's going to give me shit because I don't remember anything from pop culture anymore. It's only Bitcoin. And he goes, there's it's no crying in baseball. And we got, I'm it's pretty sure this Bitcoin. It's only Bitcoin. I'm pretty sure this is a Tom Hanks. I, I forget. It's about the girls' baseball league. It's a good movie. You guys have probably seen it. And it goes, uh, Tom Hanks has a coach. Me explaining there are no bailouts in capitalism. And then it's the girl crying, the fake capitalists wanting the bailout. And this next one, I was going to put this one on yesterday's show because we had Jordan from Thank God for Bitcoin on the show. But, hey, it, it's pretty fitting anyways. And uh, this is by at Crypto Mayor Ed. Interesting name. He still has crypto. You win, win Bitcoin mayor. Uh, and he goes, thank God for BTC. Keep sharing the good news. And we got a prayer here. It goes, dear God, there's tyrannical evil trying to take over the world right now. Is there anything you can do to stop it? God, yes, I gave you bravery and Bitcoin. Absolutely love it. <laughs> okay, this next one. Uh, Shouts out to 21JCLP. He tagged me in this in the morning. And I, I thought it was fitting. And he goes, remember, it's never too late to see the light and get on the mission. Hashtag Bitcoin only. And we got this girl right here. And she goes, crypto ruined my life. And we got a Bitcoin over here. He says, I was once a shitcoiner. It is never too late to see the light and get on the mission. And then they hug and they go, Bitcoin only. This is the way, guys. Uh, turn away from your shitcoinery past <laughs> and get on the Bitcoin standard and move forward. Anyways. Guys, drop your meme review score in the chat as we cover ours live, and we will give you our meme review scores and read yours live. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm going to switch this one up. I have, I think it's orange, this orange rubber band. I am colorblind, so it might be yellow. I don't know. <laughs> it's orange to me. So orange rubber band. Okay. Okay. That's that's a, that's a good score. I'm going to give it a hmm. Hmm. This red wristband. Opti, what color is this for you? <laughs> looks looks red. You said it was red, so I'm going with red. Final answer. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Fabio, what would you give I'm those memes? Go, uh, I've got this nice little stamp here. I don't know if it's going to be backwards or not, but it says buy Bitcoin on it. Okay. Let's go. Wait, can I, can, I, uh, can I give a good story? I had one of those stamps, and I stamped like a bunch of $100 bills one time, and I did it like... In, in the wrong port of the $100 bill. And every time I put it into the ATM, it wouldn't take the ATM. So be mindful of where you stamp your fiat. Actually, I didn't do that. I did not I did not do that. I didn't do that at all. Yeah, mine's just a desk piece. I never use it. Yeah, don't use it. Don't do that. What, Wesley, Wesley, uh, what would you give those memes? I've got uh, oh, my, my seat signer, seat uh, signer. custom prince Beautiful. case. I call it the Pokey Beautiful. Pill. I love that. It's like a little Pokey I love pill. that. The Pokey, pokey Pill. pill. That's, oh, that's a great name. Anyways, oh, yeah. okay, the movie is a league of their own. See, I knew someone got it. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, uh, before we get into giving a shout out to our guests or go through the guests, uh, sorry, the the viewer scores, I want to give a shout out to. Our awesome Opti shaking his head. Um, I want to give a shout out to our clothing sponsor. Opti and I wear the merch every single day. I'm wearing the Simply Bitcoin camo merch. Opti's wearing the, it's just Bitcoin merch from Represent TD. They're sold dropping. I'm, I, dude, this is all sold out. Limited it's, edition. Uh, it's all oh. limited edition, bro. That's why I bought like 10 camo hoodies, like right off the rip. Guys. Yeah, Nico took them all. 
Guys, uh, they will be dropping a new Simply Bitcoin merch drop soon. Stay tuned. And for the ladies, there will be some design for the ladies as well. Stay tuned. It will be coming soon. But in the meantime, check out all their other really cool merch. RepresentLTD.com. Promo code Simply-Bitcoin. 10% off anything on the store. Anyways, bring back our guest in and we shall start going through the meme scores. But first... I have to play the music. All right, Victor Salazar. I give the memes Bitcoin on cold storage, full stop. Very good, very good. Shot Elaine, fired. Gary Gensler suddenly stricken with Tourette syndrome and can't stop spilling the beans on Bitcoin. Oh God. I think he just got nervous. Score. Uh, Bitcoin's chief carbon officer. In the next scene, the shitcoiner girl asks, quote, wait, wait. <laughs> I didn't read it, Nico. I don't know if you can read that one. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Proof of work. I will give the memes a New York Times newspaper. Thanks, Opti, for catching that. Last minute, literally. <laughs> Any more meme scores? Uh, not yet, not yet. But we do have a good comment from Vake here. Uh, he says Opti is a major Madonna fan. I'm I, gonna take I, that as a score. I I can confirm. What's what's the song? Uh, I'm a material girl living in a material world. Yeah, exactly. Oh wait, we do have a few more. We got two, and then and let's roll it out, Nico. Okay, I give those memes one Liz Warren campaign contribution dinner plate. And one more, Cedor, Cedor IO. I rate the meme review, spend and replace your Bitcoin worthy. Wait, wait, this one's good. Wait, 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 read this one. BFBH, I give the memes, blue wallet, spare wallet, jade, seed signer, cold card, moon. Okay, if now you know, we are out of time. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live. We were super happy to have all you guys join us today. I want to give a very special shout out to uh, our friends over at Bitcoin, uh, Bit, Bitcoin Bay. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Why don't you tell everybody where they could find you online and uh, what you're working on these days, anything exciting? Yeah, no, I appreciate you having us on here uh, and you know, letting, letting me uh, troll your audience a little bit. I clearly struck a chord there. Um, but uh, you can find us at, on Twitter at Bitcoin Bay TPA. Um, you got our website right there. Um, you know, we, uh, we're really excited for this business workshop. It's just the start of, you know, what we're trying to do here. I mean, this is my home. This is Fabio's home. So we're not going anywhere. Um, you know, we're just going to keep, uh, we're just going to keep doing, keep building. Um, you know, so this is, we're just getting started here. So appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you guys, uh, joining us today on simply Bitcoin live. Happy to have you guys on again in the future. Fabio, thank you so much. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for joining us. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live. We really appreciate it. Shout out to all our amazing sponsors that help us keep us on the air. And of course, you, the audience, thank you so much for your support. It's always greatly appreciated. We would not be here without you. If you enjoyed the show, you know what to do. Smash that like button. Consider subscribing if you feel like we really provided you value. But the number one thing you could do to help support this show and all Bitcoin content is share it. Share it. Spread, help spread the peaceful orange Bitcoin revolution. And remember, if enough people take self-custody, we will win and there's nothing they can do about it. If you want to go to the after party, we're hosting a spaces until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with our friends over at 
Swan.com, best place to build your Bitcoin stack built by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. Shout out to the best producer in the game, producer Jacob. He'll be holding it down with Opti. I'll be in there as well, I think. But anyways, guys, love you all. And we'll see you tomorrow, 1215 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live. And also check out Simply Bitcoin TTTO or TTO, an episode dropping hot tonight. I think that either at 5 or 6 p.m. Anyways, guys, see you, see you on the next one.